Welcome to Women's Hot Topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? hear me? Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Look at, there's people all the way up there. I can see you. I love our theme song on our radio show. The radio show, man, you're going to be curious about, is called Women's Hot Topics with Shugbury. And we talk about the tough topics today in an upside-down world where right is wrong and wrong is right. And we tell it like it is through Jesus Christ. I love Minnesota Dalton Teen Challenge. How many ladies know me from prison? One. Hallelujah. She's the winner of the day. As you noticed, I have my backpack. I've got my mountain shoes on. I'm all ready to go hiking. We have got a story for you today. Let me get my notes out. All righty, I first want to say thank you to Wooddale Church for hosting this tonight. I can see why they need such a big area. Thank you, Wooddale. I want to thank as well Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge for inviting me to come to this amazing event tonight. I love you guys so much, and I was so excited. I flew in just for you. And you know where I flew in from? I flew in from the mountains. My husband and I have been traveling the United States in our RV. And what am I doing? I'm talking about prison ministry in different cities. I'm talking about mentoring women when they come out of prison. It's amazing what God is doing. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I see you guys up there. Hey, save one of those hugs for me, guys. My name is Shug, S-H-U-G, Shug Burry. Kind of a weird name. In fact, oftentimes people go, what kind of mama would name her Shook? Well, I got to tell you, I got three sisters. Prissy Bear, Bubba Bear, and Sugar Bear. And we were all raised way down south in Golden Valley, Minnesota. I am president and founder of Him for Her Ministries, and I wear many hats in that ministry. I do prison ministry. I go around and speak around the United States, oftentimes with prison fellowship ministries, or I'll be invited to come into the prisons and speak there as well. And I have been in Shakopee Prison preaching the gospel for over 20 years. Until COVID happened and then the world collapsed. We have baptized almost 700 women inside of Shakopee Prison. This is why I walk like this, because it hurts a little bit after all that dipping, after 700 of them. Those were over the years. Also, as well, when I would see women inside of prison, and they'd be so excited to leave, and they say, yes to Jesus, and I can do this, sugar, and I'm going to go out. And then before you know it, they would come right back in which was just breaking my heart, just broke my heart. 
And so that's why we do this. I've got two pits, two little pitties. There's my babies. I saw that pit bull over there. I'd love it on it. Amen. Look at what a great dog. I tell you, pit bulls, pit bulls are a lot like people. They're a product of their environment. And they might look tough on the outside, but Jesus knows they're a big old softy on the inside. Pit bulls are the nicest dogs in the world, and they get the worst rap. So do inmates. So do addicts. So do people living on the fringe of life. And we know that Jesus loves each and every pit bull in this room. Amen? As I mentioned, we do evangelism, and we go to prisons around the world. I've been in Africa, Rwanda, Kenya, on death row, speaking and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And they call me a Mazungo. Why is this blonde-haired Mazungo doing in Africa, preaching the gospel? But you know what? They come because they don't know what the heck I'm doing there. And then Jesus does the rest. A mentorship I had already mentioned. And then we've got a radio show, Women's Hot Topics. And I asked Jill Hunt, Darren Hunt's wife, to put together a clip for me. She helps me out in the ministry. She's such a blessing. Let's give Jill a round of applause because she works so hard. And we're going to put on a little clip, uh, a little video, to give you a snapshot of what our radio show is like. Ah, oh, that's all right. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. That's all right. We can wait on that. But what you need to know is that we don't veer away from any topics. You know, we talk about how to keep your marriage hot. We talk, and everything is through the lens of Christ. We talk about struggles. We talk about abortion. We talk about all the things that are women's concerns. And my heart really breaks for women. We have over 100,000 listeners who have downloaded some of our podcasts around the world. And almost every show I do an invitation to Christ because that's what's so important to my heart. So who knows how God is using that. Now, so thank you that Minnesota Delton Teen Challenge invited me to come here for Twin City United. And I'm going to recap your week for a minute now that you've heard a little bit about me. Um, your identity in Christ... You standing firm in. Didn't you hear that all week? Say it with me. Standing firm in. Say it again. Standing firm in. Standing firm in your identity in Christ, in your recovery and discipleship plan, your trials, your temptations, in peace. Standing firm in prayer and praying from victory. Hallelujah. Standing firm in God's promises, his word, his commitment to Jesus. And then today... Ladies and gentlemen, the grand finale, standing firm in what? Oh, you do follow along. I like it. Bow with me in prayer if you would. Father God, I pray that every tongue would be silenced and every ears will be open and our hearts will receive what you have in store for us. We are praying from victory. We are victors. We are victorious. And I know that in this room, you are going to flow through like a river with your Holy Spirit, that there won't be one corner missed by your Holy Spirit. And then we'll be able to hear you and see you in a whole new way. And Father, I pray for myself that they're not my words, but that they're your words. And in Jesus' name, everybody say it. Amen. Amen.
this is for somebody here. You know, I've been traveling the country, and it's really been fun. My husband's retired, and I'm working full-time, so you got to figure out how to balance that puppy. Um, but I, I want you guys to know this is for somebody here. Now, this is the theme verse from Galatians 5.1 that you've had all week. I'm not going to concentrate on it, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Galatians 5.1, it says, it is for what? <laughs> that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Freedom. When you think about the word, in order to understand what it means, you got to understand the opposite. And he talked about it in that scripture in Galatians. He said slavery, prisoner, that's the opposite of freedom. Being bound in fear, held against your will, a slave to addiction, prisoner of mental health prisoner of darkness, not able to think freely or live freely, a slave of poor choices. Raise your hand if you have ever felt that way, and it should be all of us, otherwise you're lying. All of us at one time or another has felt that way, where you feel like you can be a slave to freedom. I have a wonderful mentee that I mentee, and she, her name is Brandy. She says hello to everybody here at Teen Challenge. She's currently incarcerated in Shakopee Prison. I met with her two hours yesterday, and the exciting thing is she invited Christ into her heart yesterday. We got done talking. I told her about the talk today. We got done talking, and she goes, you know what? I think I want that Jesus. Would you help me find him? And we prayed. But I had asked her before we had said that, there's something called JPay. many of you are familiar with that inside of prison. So she emailed me back and I asked her a question. I said, what does true, true freedom look like to you? This is her answer. To be free from addiction, to be free from struggles in mental health and the trauma I have gone through that comes back to haunt me whenever it chooses. True freedom to me would have custody of all my children of whom I've lost. And to be able to provide for them following a structure and stability. True freedom to me would to be not identified by my prison number. It would, it would be to show my life other than when the struggles of addiction and mental health issues came upon me. I have an extensive criminal history. I am still 29 years young. And they're broken relationships and poor pattern of choices. This is what I love. She said, I want to break the cycle I've been in for many years that would be my true freedom. Amen? Now, she asked some other women inside of Shakopee Prison for me. I don't know. Maybe we broke the rules. I'm not quite sure. Usually, that's my MO. I break rules. Don't mean to, but it happens. Jesus was a rebel, too, by the way. Okay, uh, other people had said to be completely sober, off all substances, not to be on paper, to have a handle on my mental health. Do you see? I see kind of a pattern there. Because if I don't have a handle in it, I'll never truly be free. This is the one that got me. She says, not to be afraid of dying every single day because of my addiction. To be comfortable in my own skin and begin to love myself. Well, that's to them what freedom is. We're going to talk about freedom today. And we're going to talk about something that had happened to me when I was out traveling. But before we get that, 
I want you to understand there was some common word that we heard often, mental illness, labels. Do you know that when you go into prison, they give you a thousand labels? Oh, you got, you got codependency, you got bipolar, you got, I mean, like, there's like a thousand labels. And you need to change your mindset. In Romans 12, 12, it says, do, 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. So, boy, do I got a couple labels for all of you that you need to listen up and pay attention to. You are a child and heir of God. That's who you are. You are a friend of Jesus. That's who you are. You are saved. You are no longer a slave to sin, but to the kingdom, an heir. Your body is a holy temple for the Holy Spirit. You are new, brand new, body makeover, ladies, in Jesus Christ. We are set free in Christ. That's your label. You are chosen. You are holy. You are blameless. Those are some good labels. And you know what my favorite is? You are forgiven. You are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. You are made alive in Christ. You have boldness and confidence to access God through faith in Christ. And you have been made complete. Friends, you are lacking nothing. Amen? God loves you and has chosen you. I love that. To be truly free, you need to understand your identity in Christ or your labels in Christ. Whose you are. You are chosen and you are loved. And, and friends, you know where it starts? Heads up here. It starts right here. It starts with your mind. So stop the stinking thinking and start getting your mind set. And when you get your mind set in Christ, then your mouth follows. Your words, get rid of that stinking thinking with your words. And total freedom has a positive impact in your life with your speech. Pay attention here. And I don't want to put any pressure on any of you. But the way you speak is what's coming from your heart. And now you know how to pray for that person. Now you know, mm, 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 I saw that. Mm, I heard that. Nope, I think, I think maybe we need to be praying for that sweetheart there. The first thing to go in my life when I said yes to Jesus Christ was my filthy mouth, my swearing. I was younger, but I could swear like I was on the streets forever. And then what else left my mouth was gossip. You know, I try really hard not to talk about other people and listen, uplifting and encouraging. And, and to be free, friends, that's part of living and standing in your freedom. And you know what your negative words are for the enemy? Your negative words are bait for the enemy. So if you're pumping negative words out there like, I'm never going to accomplish anything. I'm not going to go anywhere. I can't believe I'm going to stay sober. That enemy is going to take those words and use them as fuel in your life. In the book of James, it says, if one can control their what, then they will be able to control what? Can you believe that? This tongue, if you can control it, you can control the rest of your body as well. James 3, 9, 10 says, with the tongue, we praise our Father. I got to tell you, you guys had church going on here. It was rocking. I'm like, why can't every church every Sunday be like what we just witnessed here today? Amen? Yeah. 
So I want you to know that we praise our Lord and Father with it, and we curse human beings with it who have been made in God's likeness. There's not a person here that I can look in your eyes, even you guys in the back row, because that's where I'd be sitting. There's nobody that God doesn't look at and love and created. When you're released from sin through Christ, you have the ability to think freely, to be positive, and it's a practice. If you speak positive words into the air, you're going to start to live freely. You speak negativity in the air, you're going to be squelched. Watch your words. Start practicing today. Words, part of knowing your enemy, is to know he uses your thoughts and words against you. So what do your words reveal today about your heart? I'm going to ask you to look inwardly and think about that. What, what is your word saying about your heart? What do you want to change and get rid of? And help me understand, friends, if someone has been released, has been freed by Jesus Christ, why would they choose to be locked up, bound, and live in slavery after what Christ did for them? I don't get it. Amen? I tell you, we got to say hallelujah. Any hallelujahs out there? Amen. There we go. There we go. So freedom, the word freedom, freedom, freedom. Oh, man, it's overused. I hate to say that. When I was invited to do this talk on this day, I was really honored and standing firm in freedom. And I'm like, how can I make it where it sounds different to you today than it ever has before? I mean, what does it mean anyways when someone says, you know, I'm free in Christ? I don't really quite get that, a lot of people say. Well, I'm hoping by the end of today you're going to get it. So the word freedom is overused, but that wasn't enough for me. I wanted a bigger word. I wanted fierce freedom. That's my buddy there. He's a grizzly bear, in case you didn't know. Let's have some fun. Every time I say the word fierce, I want you to pre repeat it. Up there it says fierce freedom. Fierce. Oh, you're with me. You guys are fast learners. That was great. I'm a visual person, so bear with me as I share a few thoughts around freedom. They're true real-life situations. Fierce freedom. Fierce. You guys are, not, where, are you guys sleeping over here? These guys were like a hundred times better. Fierce freedom. Fierce. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Fierce freedom. means heartfelt, powerful intensity. Have you ever felt fierce about anything in your life? Let me break it down to three things I want you to know. Fierce freedom came to me when I was praying to God while hiking alone out in the wilderness. Thus, the hiking attire for today. I was out hiking, and I was thinking about you all, and I was talking to God, and I'll tell you about that in just a minute. But as fierce freedom came into my mind, I thought, let's break it down into three things that I want you to know. And I want you to humor me for a minute. To be fierce, not up there yet, slide 11. To be fierce, study your enemy. To be fierce, stand firm. To be fierce, live in your freedom. And that's what I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to explain to you what this looks like. And you guys win on this side, by the way. You're really good. Imagine with me, if I could, 
Can I just return from uh, Glacier National Park? I just returned from West Yellowstone. I was hiking in all those places, and this is how God put this on my heart. We drive in our RV, my lover and I, we've been together over 40 years, 47 actually, married 40. He is a patient man. We have two beautiful kids, they're grown, they're 40. You know, when they're little, you know exactly how old they are. She's four years, 13 months, you know, whatever. Like, there's not a 13 months, but just to let you know. Right, ladies? I mean, we know to the second. No, they're around 40 and around 38. I'm not sure. We're still working on it. Yeah, that's right. So imagine with me. Let me take you into Glacier National Park. It's a beautiful day. And I look at my wonderful red-headed husband. He looks like Santa Claus. He's kind of got, you know, something going here. And I said, baby, let's go for a hike. We just got here. We just got parked. Let's go. I am so excited. Take our little pit with and let's go out. Well, first of all, pit bulls are not big on long-term walking. They would rather chase after a ball till they die before they go on a long hike. And so I'm looking at my dog, and they're like, eh, I'm not going, Mom. I'm hanging out with Dad, having a cup of coffee. I said, okay. I, I put my boots on. I start to head outside. Oh, my gosh, you guys. How many have been to Glacier anywhere in that area, Montana, Wyoming? Oh, my gosh, it's spectacular. I see you in the back there. Anyways, it was beautiful, and as I'm walking, and I'm hiking, and I'm looking around, and I'm, oh, I'm smelling the pine trees, and we just took us so long to get there, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm walking, and I have a lovely time, and I swear, every corner you go around, there is just an opening, a beautiful blue lake trees all around. Oh, it's spectacular. And as I'm walking by, I have my headphones on because I'm an independent woman. I'm going out walking by myself, I'm listening to my Peloton. I don't know if anybody has one of those, but I got my Peloton in my ears and I'm walking and I'm exercising. I'm going down the road. And all of a sudden I become distracted with the beauty of Glacier. And what do I see? I see claw marks down a tree all the way. I can't even reach how high they were all the way down, all the way to the bottom, and the bark is there, and it's still sweating, meaning it had just been ripped off. And I stopped, and I looked, and I didn't even think about bears. I noticed more trees with more claw marks. Then I see the trail, and their feet are big, and they, I, see, I see claw marks in it. Then I see poop that's still steaming. Oh my gosh. And all I can think about is here I am, I'm starting to get mad. Here I am, I'm out here, I'm enjoying nature, and this darn bear is wrecking my freedom. Aha. Freedom! I'm in a national park. I traveled across the country in my RV so I could enjoy this, and I want to hike in freedom, yet I'm living in constant fear. I start to get mad. Darn it, I just want to enjoy this experience and I'm petrified amongst the beauty of God's surroundings. So I took out my head earphones, which was probably a smart thing to do, to listen if the, anything is in the woods. And the trail is getting more remote. I'm still going, I'm already out about two miles. The trail is really remote. It's getting skinnier and skinnier. The bushes are getting higher and higher. And now I look like an idiot. I picked up a stick with some big, pokey, something I could kill somebody with. And then I'm walking down the, the path and I'm clapping my hands and I'm talking to myself so they don't think I'm their next dinner. And 
I, I, I'm just distracted completely, not with the nature, but with the bears. And I'm like, you guys are wrecking it for me. I turned around and went back to my car. You should have heard me in the car. I didn't swear, because that, that's out of my vocabulary now. But you should have heard me in the car talking to myself. I was so looking forward to being there, and enough is enough, and I don't want to live in fear, and those bears are not going to defeat me and keep me hiding inside my RV, afraid to even go outside. I want to know my enemy. I want to study my enemy, and I want to know how he operates so I can be one step ahead of him. Amen? You see where I'm going with this, people? Okay, hang on there. I want to know my enemy and stand firm in freedom to choose which trail I want to take to be prepared, plan, and know my enemy. Okay, I was a fanatic. I Googled bears, bear attacks, bear patterns. I tell you, you do that, you will never go camping again. They drag people out of their tents. They rip their arms off. They take them out of their sleeping bags. In fact, just a woman just yesterday, day before, was attacked in um, West Yellowstone by a bear, and her husband saved her. I'll get to that in just a minute. So it happens, and it happens all the time, and I wanted to be prepared. And lastly, I talked to my husband. He's such a good man. I talked him into taking a bear class at the campground. And this is him. A bear class. You know, he doesn't even want to be hiking. You know, he didn't like to exercise. So he said, yes, let's take a bear class. Now, humor me for a minute, if you would, because I'm going to teach you all about bears. In Minnesota, there are bears. You know that. A lot of black bears. But humor me for a minute, because I want you to think, how will this relate to my life? And just listen to it. Don't go out unprepared. You need to have a backpack. You need to have jackets in there. You never know what the weather's going to do, right? You need to have water, water on you. That's right. And then not only that, you need to make sure you got bear spray. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Bear spray. Bear spray is a must whenever you go out, ladies. It's like pepper spray times 100. Now, when you go out, be on guard. Avoid an encounter. Don't put yourself in a dangerous environment that you know you could be attacked by a bear. Keep your distance. Pay attention to your surroundings. Are there any bears up there in the balcony? Pay attention to your surroundings. Because you need fierce freedom. Now, then you got to know that each circumstance is different. No two bear attacks are the same. Know what kind of bear it is. I learned about the difference between grizzly bears and black bears, their humps in the back, their round ears, the pointed ears of a black bear, uh, their noses, because they attack differently. You have to identify in a split second what kind of bear that is so you know how to react to his attack. Now, if you happen upon a bear, don't be startled and don't react. Really, I think I'd pee my pants. 
I don't know how they can say, don't, don't be startled, don't react. Don't run in fear. You will become prey if you take off. Don't scream, ah, it'll think there's my next dinner. Looking good. I already got a screaming animal right in front of me. You have to remain calm. Say that with me. Remain calm. Do not surprise the bearer if he's unaware of your presence. That will not go over well either. Know your enemy. He's out there around any corner, and you need to be prepared. You need to have fierce freedom. Okay. To be fierce, the next thing you have to know besides studying your enemy is to stand firm. Don't lose ground. Defend it. When you're standing there and you see a bear, you cannot turn around and take off. You need to stand firm and you need to look at that bear. You need to talk calmly. So it's so funny. I'm talking to my husband while we're doing this and I said, you be the one to talk calmly because this is not coming out of my lungs. I mean, if I have to be calm, it's going to be impossible and I'm going to be bear meat at that moment. Talk calmly to the bear, letting them know you're human and not dinner. Don't scream. Don't freak out. They'll know you're weak and that you're prey. Stand your ground and get this. Slowly wave your hands. I want to see your hands waving. And then you need to get bigger. You need to make yourself big. Then you need to move to higher ground if you can so you look even larger. Tell the bear to back off like he knows English. This is what I learned. Travel in groups. That's important. You know, hike with groups. Talk amongst each other. Don't run if the bear stalks you. Now, this is your problem. If a bear comes back to your campsite or stalks you, he's aggressive and he's going to end up attacking you. Never run. Make yourself big, be bold, and be firm. And get this. Did you know that bears bluff? B-L-U-F-F. -F, bluff. Have you ever been bluffed before? Bl bears bluff. And they'll take off after you, run at you, and then they'll turn at the last minute as a bluff. Then they might do it again. I'm like, who cares if he's bluffing? I'm already dead at that point. If he's, if he's charging right at my face, there's no way on God's green earth I'm going to be standing there going, Jesus loves you. You're going to be okay. Let's just talk calmly to the animals. I am the bear whisperer is what that's going to be. Um, but you need to be bold. You need to be fierce. And you need to stand firm. Proverbs 21.8, which is slide 15. There we go. The wicked run away when no one is chasing them. I wish you could have seen this bear. This bear is running full blast at tourists. And one of the guides stands up and goes, ah! Literally. Just like, just, just, and the bear took off the other direction. I'm like, yeah, way to go. If I wasn't married, that was pretty cool. So you need to be bold, you need to stand firm, and you need to be fierce. <laughs> Proverbs 21.8 says, the wicked run away when no one is chasing them. But the godly, okay, the, the godly are bold as lions. Have you guys ever seen, maybe you've done this, the cops show up. Woo, 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 woo. Everybody takes off. They don't even know what they did. They're just taking off. Like, I don't want to be here. The wicked run away when no one is chasing me, but the godly is bold as lions. You know what I'm talking about. 
Okay, so the other thing is don't forget about the hairspray, the bear spray. You have to wait until the bear is within 25 feet of your face. Can you imagine? He's here. I'm taking it out of my holster. It's like 100 times heavier, stronger than pepper spray. And he's coming at me. He's charging. He's got to be within 25 feet. That's, this is from me to the first pew. And that he's charging me. And it smells good, too. It's called texturizing spray, if you're wondering, men. Don't forget the bear spray. You have to wait till he's close, spray at his face, and it just saved the woman from uh, Wyoming, I just told you about. That bear was attacking her, and her husband took out the bear spray and sprayed the bear, and the bear went away. If you get attacked, if he goes past the bear spray, if he's coming at you, maybe you don't have bear spray. If you get attacked, there are different ways to respond. You can drop to the ground and act dead if it's a grizzly. If it's a black bear, forget it, that method doesn't work. You got to crawl up a tree. I said, I, I don't even know which. They all climb up trees. I don't know which one to do. I was confused in the campground message. But the important thing is that you keep your backpack on and don't throw it at the end. Keep it on because that will save your back from him clawing it open. I hate to tell you that. It can protect you. If he flips you over, fight with everything you've got. Poke his eyeballs out. Hit him in the nose. Hit him in the face. Punch, 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 punch. Because sometimes he may go away and you won the battle. Amen? I mean, ladies, have you ever felt that way? Life. Punch, 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 punch. I'm done with that. Now, I know, I know all the men are going, Suge, where on earth are you going with this? What is this bear talk? I thought about you men when I was writing this message. I mean, what about this bear talk? I love independent women, and that's what I am, and so I wanted to get smart. I wanted to know exactly what was going on. I wanted to understand it. I believe women can do absolutely everything if they set their mind to it. So, I am comparing now, from this point forward, of my scary bear experience, I am going to compare now analogy with now the bear is sin. Now the bear is addiction. Now the bear is mental illness. Now the bear is Satan. And I'm going to compare all these tips I talked to you about so you understand that you need to stand in fierce freedom. Hey, friends, I hope you enjoyed the show. I can't believe you found us in the myriad of podcasts that are out there. Could you please do us a favor here at Women's Hot Topics with Shugbury? Could you please like, subscribe? write a review. Hopefully it's going to be a positive one. And we have got some great shows coming up. Why do you have to do this? Is because it lifts us up out of the myriad of podcasts to the top. And that's where God is. And that's where I want to be. This is Shugbury. You know, I love you over and out.